Cowabunga dudes! Uh, hey there, it's Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you are listening to Grail Hunters Australia podcast with my friends Neville, Ben, and Michael. It's awesome. It's gonna be the best show ever! Hello and welcome to Grey Lantern's comic book State of Origin. In these mini-podcast episodes, we'll be joined by representatives and Grey Lantern's members from each state around Australia, where they have two minutes of show-and-tell to pitch a Grail-worthy book they have selected to the theme of the episode. Each member will then be provided with the opportunity to vote for one other member, after which our host Benji, who knows fuck all about comics, will cast a ruling vote of three points. After this, scores are tallied up and a winner is selected and announced by state and also by member. These points will then roll up to the next episodes and we will track it according to state and it will truly become a state of origin. The theme for today's episode is Best Antagonist and we are joined by Murray Jackson from Western Australia, Sam Cripps from South Australia, Michael Swindles from Queensland and Tad Piotrzowski from New South Wales with myself representing Victoria, that's Neville Howard, with Ben G as judge and Mike as chief heckler. Let's get straight into it. So what's the score been? It's one for Western Australia, one for New South Wales, zip mm-hmm. for everybody else, right? Yep. yep. Pretty much. Yep. All right. All right. I'll let you take over. You're the judge. Okay. So uh, what we're presenting um, best antagonist. So uh, decipher that as you will, interpret that as you will. Yep. Got two minutes. It's still two minutes, isn't it? That's yeah, it. yeah, two minutes, that's it. Definitely two minutes. To extol the virtues of your choice, um, thus convincing your, uh, your, your, your fellow collectors and myself to, um, to, to vote for you. So, um, I, I just, I just gonna, I'm just going to jump in there and say Tad's the fucking best fit for this. I think he's on his third beer since we joined. But oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> they were meant to curry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, a point, a point for everyone. Uh, can't vote for yourself, obviously. And I, as uh, the, the supreme Guado Camino of ignorance, uh, am afforded three points. So, unless Mike takes one. Unless Mike takes one. <laughs> I'm feeling generous. Mike will definitely be de- deducted one if he is responsible for my Barbie windsurfer. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Mike's also the timekeeper and scorekeeper, right? Yep, so yep. It's all and, independent. Yep, and occasional heckler. So occasional, heckler. occasional every yeah, time ever since he's fucking. That is a nice right. windsurfer you've got there. <laughs> oh, I hate it. it comes. Go on the road. Um, that Barbie is probably the most fun I've seen since uh, My Little Pony, uh, Muzza. You and Hayden, Ooh. remember that? I do. I remember the great My Little Pony wars of the uh, of the mid twenty tens. Yeah. Yeah. My little pony, yeah, I brush and stroke his hair. <laughs> Why do you know that? <laughs> lovely horse, 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 horse. Ben is a brony. Ben is a brony. All right, Ben. Uh, pick on your screen. You got to go left, right, right, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go clockwise, starting at eleven o'clock, which is you, Neville. So. Oh fuck that! Really? Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, That's you. Okay. just how you appear on my screen, buddy. So, <sighs> well, I'm going to start then. And as it's two for Tuesday, I've got two copies of the book, both graded by Halo. This just happens to be a first appearance. Um, 
purely because of the fact that you know we're talking about uh, great characters. The characters are, character I chose is Loki. So I've got a uh, two for Tuesday, first appearance of Loki. The reason for this, well, technically, uh, if we're going to go technicalities, Loki actually um, first appeared in 1949 in a Venus comic, but like Black Adam, that was his first and only appearance. So this was his reimagined debut with with uh, Marvel. Um, first appearance was Journey into Mystery 85 created by Larry Lieber, Stan Lee, everybody knows the good story. That why is he perfect to be the the, the, the perfect villain slash antagonist? It, he plays the brother of the the key character. So there's a lot of sympathy there. There's a lot of relationship there. There's a lot of history there. He's portrayed as a villain, but also he's portrayed as an anti-hero in many cases. Um, from a popularity perspective, IGN voted him fourth in best villain and that was six years ago that's before half of the movies he started um he's been in six marvel movies to date and he's getting his own tv series um from a value perspective the books doubled in three years so from a, a grade two for instance went from 422 to 870 a grade five went from a thousand to two thousand and i think in february this year 9.6 sold for fifty four thousand. I don't quite bamboozle us with the facts. I mean, Jesus Christ. My point is, my point is, unlike Thanos and other villains like fucking Bane and Joker and blah, 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 this guy hasn't peaked. People are only discovering him now. And um, the best part of him is he wears fucking horns and he drinks meat. So there's not a lot more metal than that. (laughs) Uh, So I I would say say that's a good two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I said where's, metal, where's the, metal where's, horns where's, and fuck twice. Yeah, where's the horn, Mikey? <laughs> that was a very soft horn, but I'll take it. Yep, soft horn. Title of your sex tape. Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> I think I might choose uh, the person with the mohawkiest hair next. That'd be you, Sam, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, guess so. yeah, I was just going to say he's got a cap on. Yeah. Yes, he's got a cap on. it. Yeah, we know it's hiding underneath here. Okay, Samuel? You ready? Here we go. So, in 1963, the lizard was created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. So, I've gone with Amazing Spider-Man number six. Yes, it is missing half the top cover, but it's uh, graded by Halo in a soft slab at a 1.0. The lizard basically takes over the sort of the mental state as he transforms. So every time Connor turns into the lizard, he loses a part of himself more and more and more pushing Spidey. Yeah, exactly. Going primal pushes Spidey and, and of course like Peter because he's friends, Peter's friends with Connor and Spider-Man obviously fighting the lizard. He's pushing both of his alter egos there. So it's not just fighting one thing. He's constantly getting pushed left, right and center. So for me, that is a, just an ultimate win when it comes to this category. Um, Go Collect, which I searched this morning, has over 13 of these selling recently just at this grade alone at about 300 US each. Uh, oh, I, got super, I got super lucky. I actually got this for $100 Australian the other week. Uh, I remember. So that I'm was pretty good stoked. Day, man. Yeah, I'm freaking out that I got it. Um, I posted a video freaking out too. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The point like I'm going with Lizard is mainly because he's not only a danger to Spidey, it's because with his family and his own friends and stuff that you see him constantly battling with, he keeps swapping between good and evil. It's not just like 
he's never ever just pushing you in one direction. He's pushing you to be good when he's Connor doing science, you know, we can make the world better with growing back limbs and everything. And then he turns into a feral beast, basically. It's a very Jekyll and Hyde type mm. scenario, but with a lot more kind of depth to it, I believe. Unlike um, Green Goblin, it's just a dick. Instead of being a constant dick, like the Green <laughs> Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been your got, opening line. <laughs> yeah, you've got, you've got this guy with a bit of thought, you know. It's not just a simple... Oh, bullshit! <laughs> oh, mine was less disruptive. I'm, I'm taking that as a point. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. Uh, Actually, with the with the lizard, he wasn't overdone the Silver Age because he was uh, Spider-Man six and Spider-Man forty-four and forty-five, I think, and yeah. then um, uh, he used seventy-six, seventy-seven, seventy-eight, I think. And then after that, it was um, uh, the Morbius issues. Uh, oh, don't forget 83 as well. Oh, 83. Sorry, 80. No, no, I'm full of shit. I've got no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Ben's got no fucking idea. Dad was about to rip the records out. <laughs> Ted was going to go looking for the missing pages in his issues. <laughs> No, the lizard wasn't overdone in the 60s, which was the main thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas with Norman Osborne, they, they took him as far as they could and they said, fuck it, let's kill him. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you get for being a, just a dick dick. <laughs> just a dick. Yeah. Just been a dick. Well, you had to, to slip in a South African reference, didn't you, mate? A dick dick. Dick dick. Yep. Dick dick. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, lesser or greater, who knows? Uh, uh, the world's uh, best banker, Mr. Swindles. So, can we have your expose, please? Oh, I'm slightly excited about this. Mm. You, oh, were really? after, you were sour after the previous episode. You're like, fuck it, I'm coming. I was back. annoyed, yeah, but you, you boys, both you, both Nev and Sam, have actually done research for this episode, and I've done fucking nothing. So, I, <laughs> I just know shit about Loki. No shit. So, I've gone. This guy here. Oh hey. fuck. Yes. Magneto. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is not this is not X-Men one, this is X-Men four, which Tad will recognise this actual Minus slab. three points. I I got from Tad. <laughs> uh, I've got X-Men one, but I don't have it here with me. It's yeah, in my it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's but Magneto's yeah. not in it, so mm-hmm. but Magneto is to me the ultimate antagonist. Mm. Sort of what Sam said, because he's not just a villain. The 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 definition of antagonist is someone with an opposing point of view and his point of view is different to Xavier's professor X. Uh, and over the years he's been, I mean, it starts off, you know, brotherhood of evil mutants. So they seem like they were evil, but then he's not evil. Then he, he joins the X-Men and then he's so in evil theory, was he bad just, again. Then he's good again. Yeah. In theory, was he just a racist because X-Men was a play on <laughs> social commentary? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Let's not dig too no, deep. I'll, I'll, I'm joking. I'm joking. But he he um he has a view of how mutants should be, and that they should be by themselves. And Xavier thinks they should be incorporated in, into the world. So he, he has this opposing view, and that makes him the bad guy. One of the better bad guy. Um, but he just can, yeah. He just the fact he's been in every X Men movie, yeah. and then as Ian McKellen to start with, and then as um. Uh, Fastbender 
So you've got some awesome guys playing this awesome character. And the reason why they don't really use any other X-Men villain is because he's so good. He's such a strong character. He has that basis of uh, obviously being mistreated by the Nazis as a young guy as well. And, you know, the, the, you know, being Jewish and throwing in the camps and everything like that. But then it's the fact that his point of view is, is just different to Xavier's. Mm. So that can not necessarily mean bad because you've got your evil mutants here and of the evil mutants, you've got Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, neither of whom are actually are evil. And, just you know, they're, they're actually mm. obviously awesome Avengers now and, and really popular as well. So you little, son little of a that. bitch. <laughs> so Magneto. Anyway, there you go. Mother. Yeah, what, 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 what works well with him though is that you know he tends well, don't to point. Don't start the time, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, start now. Yeah, yeah. I'll shut up. Keep going. Oh, <laughs> no, I was going to say. Away. <laughs> away. Oh, look, I, I knew the rest of you would pussy out and come forward with somebody <laughs> Marvel or DC super villain, and I thought, well, you know, that's just typical Eastern state limited thinking. So I went, I went completely outside the box. Uh, now, an antagonist is also um, someone who, who, or something that that just uh, completely acts in opposition um, to uh, uh, to someone else. And uh, I can't think of anything uh, more badass than a big fucking shark with a gas <laughs> through his chin. I, <laughs> Gentlemen, I give you Hook Door, the big fucking white shark that spends every issue chomping bastards to death <laughs> in, in glorious, in glorious colour. As we can see, in glorious uh, colour. Uh, Scraping uh, the bottom got, of the barrel if you have to point out that it's in colour. <laughs> this, this poor hapless bastard here losing his legs and his arms uh, to the jaws of Hook Door. Um, basically, but the premise of this was very, very simple. They um, just wanted to get as much violence into a comic as possible. And what better uh, antagonist in that regard than a big fucking great white shark? So, uh, action. But don't don't you just so walk up on land to get away from him? Or? <laughs> <laughs> not, not if you're stuck on a deep sea rig with divers where the, the, uh. the head honcho keeps tossing you overboard to keep uh, <laughs> the, uh, the oil flowing. Um, so, anyway, um, he was so badass that um, this comic actually got uh, hauled up in the Houses of Parliament in the UK as an example of what was uh, causing ills to the youth of the day. And the, it actually got banned um, for a time. They actually had to Your time's it. over, but just keep going. <laughs> I, I, I want to hear this. I want to hear it out. Yeah. And, and tone it down. So, ladies and gentlemen, I think the ultimate antagonist badass is a great white shark. Do you know, yeah. do you know what, though? Honestly, honestly, Murray, like, <laughs> much like every Scooby-Doo villain, it's also just one of those bad guys that can be caught with a net. Yeah. I would have really liked to have been in Parliament in the UK to hear them. <laughs> read some comic today. Shark, shark violence influencing the youth. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like on the the side of Parliament that's like, well, you guys should have had better nets. <laughs> 
yeah. Kids, kids are going to go and copy it. They're going to go out swimming and start chomping mm. on people's legs. I mean, come on. Look, the great thing was yeah, they did try to catch him. That's how he actually got the gas through his jaw. And he uses that in one episode to actually slice open the belly of one of the other sharks so that the sharks that were going to attack him from a minor wound that he receives go into a feeding frenzy on the shark that he's gaffed open with the, the freaking hook. I Sounds mean, like he's right, got it got, all, man. You've got my vote. It's shark on shark violence. Thank God, you don't, buy this. <laughs> thank God you don't vote, Mike. <laughs> I right. vote. You're chewing into Tad's time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. All right, Tad, whatever you go. Tad, it. yeah, show us uh, what you got. Well, um, to coin a phrase or to paraphrase, everybody loves Raymond. Everybody loves Thanos. There so we everyone go. hates Thanos. Uh, and for me, uh, Thanos being the ultimate nihilist, um, I will say um, fair point on uh, Magneto because... Um, Actually, with Magneto, he, um, Chris Claremont started to really delve into his characterization from issue 150 onwards after mm. what happens with Kitty Pride, And then mm. we saw the... Um, hey, you got to be saying Thanos here. Leave, leave yeah. again. <laughs> you know, I'm getting to Thanos, but you know, <laughs> two characters got the ultimate treatment in the movies. One, of course, was, um, was Magneto, but the other was Thanos. And I think as a crowning moment for the, um, the Avengers franchise, for it to end with the end of Thanos. Um, mind you, when I saw the first Avengers movie at the cinema, and of course everyone got up and they started walking out, and I'm thinking, you guys don't know what you're supposed to be doing with these movies, do you? And of course they all missed the bit at the end where... Where Thanos uh, is there. They say, you know, <laughs> is courting death. And then you see Thanos turn and smile... Well, he looked a lot more smurfy back then, but that's okay. Well, see, the thing is with Thanos, there were so many different, um, so many different things that they um, they were doing with Thanos, and Thanos has got that uh, staying power as far as um, the dynamic is concerned, because he he's in love with death, but it's a, it's a love that can't be required. You know, he he's trying to satisfy death by killing people. And he's he stopped at every turn. And what I find extraordinary with all the speculation that happened, you know, what with uh, Thanos coming into the scene, is that the market completely bypassed this, the issues of Captain Marvel, which was Thanos's first tilt yeah. against. But, the but don't you don't you think they're just setting it up for Phase Four though, right? Because well, if, they, they, if they bring if they bringing if they bringing Adam Warlock in and everybody else, they might still do get there. Well, that's right. And I'm thinking, you know, look, the Infinity Gauntlet was the way to go. So time's up. It's interesting to see how they recover time's from up. all of it. Yeah. Oh, it's time's up. Well, there you go. But Thanos, <laughs> no points. Thanos. Thanos is one of those characters that um, they never run out of things to do with because Jim Stalin has been the chief orchestrator of it. Credit to him that he got to make it. He he had a major contribution on those Avengers movies, the last two Avengers movies, and made an appearance in Endgame. So Mm. anyway, that's me. And and just just for Ben and the audience who don't know comics, including Ben, (laughs) um, Thanos have died like 20 times in the comics and he just seems to survive. So it doesn't mean we've seen the end of him. 
All right. So where were we? I think we were about to start uh, start judging. Weren't judging we? with, uh, yes. with with Neville Howard or Bevel Flowered, as is often Bevel called. Flowered. Bevel Flowered. Uh, Mr. Sparky. All right. Yep. I am totally going to go for the person who had the book that I almost picked because I had it in my hands and I decided to go with sure. Loki. Hey. No, 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 no. Um, Mike Swindles, man. I, I, that was my second go because just purely from prominence perspective, Magneto's. There wouldn't be an X Men if there wasn't a Magneto. Um, he points out the flaws of Professor X and tells Professor X that you know what, you could be me, I could be you at any point in time. It's just a different opinion that's changed that. And I actually like the new X Men series where. He kind of won. <laughs> They've got there in space. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They got yep. Magneto got what he wanted. So, and now, yeah. So, totally, my point goes to Swindles. It's proven that he's he's right. Yeah. 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 Sammy, I'm going to actually vote for Nev because I agree with the fact that Loki hasn't peaked yet. He's about to get a show. There's so much more coming out. We have more. Uh, female patrons coming to the comic shop looking for Loki comics and probably most other characters. It's it's growing and growing and growing. And I don't think love, he's... They love, they love, they love Tom, Tom Hiddleston, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. They love, they exactly. love Tom, but, but also... The character hasn't peaked. Do, do you know what? There's been two miniseries where he was female and it was still him. It's not a female playing Loki. It's because he's the god of mischief and he fucks around. So... Um, yeah, he definitely he, hasn't peaked. Like yeah. I honestly think we'll see more and more content made from him. Yeah as we go on, especially with everything that's been happening with the oh. films and stuff. Thank you, Sam. I'll take your point. Hmm. <laughs> Twindles, shall we continue this circle jerk? <laughs> sure. <laughs> first, first tell us the four people me you first, think are kind. Me first, me first. <laughs> um, I'll just circle jerk yeah, myself. All, all, all really good choices, except for Hookjaw, of course. Um, oh. <laughs> Come on. It was a gamble, Murray. <laughs> I'm surrounded Actually, by Marvel fanboys. I was, I was close. I'm was a DC guy. Yeah, I was supposed to be on with Thanos. Good choice. Um, movie Thanos more than comic Thanos. Even like the whole, you know, when when you watch the movies, you sort of go, he's got a point. You know, it's it's reasonable. But I actually think I'll give my vote vote to Sam for Lizard for the fact Woo-hoo. that he's he's not just a villain to the character of spider-man it's the relationship he has with peter as well and i agree that that dynamic is awesome in in the comics you got like thor's brother you can't peter, <laughs> sorry you got the you got the mentor mentoring of kurt connors and 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 peter and then you've got lizard and spider-man i think that worked really well um when it was done in, in the ones i read in it. so yep sam and uh, Loki, Loki can suck a, suck a dick. <laughs> he probably can. He probably has. All right, Murray, what you got for us? Verdict. Oh, God. So He's going to be a no vote. He's going to be Switzerland. Just vote for yourself, Murray. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, could, I, I wish I could vote for myself, but I feel like a prick, so I won't. Um, <laughs> Unlike yesterday. I feel like in some ways I should toss... Um, anyone who supports the Australian rugby team a, 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 a sympathy vote, but um, I'm not that way inclined. Um, 
goes for Springbok. I'm going to go for the person who persuaded me that their character was an antagonist and he's also a protagonist. Was um, that Sunliner Barbie? Yeah, absolutely. Certainly, as Ben. Um, but no, I'm going to go with um, Crikey. I'm trying to think who it was. Uh, yeah, it was it was Michael uh, with Magneto. I, I thought that was a fairly reasoned argument, not as well reasoned as mine, but <laughs> well reasoned. <laughs> Um, and for that reason, um, screw the rest of you. You get my point, Murray. My point's going to Murray. Did you just screw the rest of you? Yeah, that's it. All right, fantastic. As it's good a rationale as a big fucking gaff through its jaw, Mikey. Come on. <laughs> and um, and Ben, if you don't want, unless you want more Barbies going your way, you know, like maybe throw those points towards the shark. <laughs> Moving right along to, to Tad. Let's just leave it there. Tad. Tad. Okay. Well, I've got to say, of all the uh, all the others thrown in tonight, I'm gonna to have to put my vote behind Magneto because they did Chris Claremont really did shift the dynamic on him, not just in X-Men, but also in New Mutants. New Mutants. You yeah. might recall there was a there was a storyline where he set things up for the Avengers to go after Magneto at the bequest of the White Queen, Emma Frost. You know, I remember when... Around, when around issue up, 50 or 48 or something, yeah. Something around uh, there. And, 43. And the next issue was titled, you know, the tagline <laughs> for it was Avengers Assemble. And I thought, this is going to be good because, you know, she's, she's saying... Magneto's, you know, setting up a new evil mutants thing. And, yeah, like, there was so much that Claremont did with the character. Unfortunately for me, X-Men ended when Claremont was taken off the title. And I actually um, did a signing session with Claremont um, at a supernova, and he talked about what his next storyline was going to be before Marvel pulled him off X-Men. And that was that Wolverine was going to be the next villain they fought. But they said, no, you can't do that. And then a few years later, after they rejected that idea, they gave it to Mark Miller for Enemy of the State. So, Claremont did so much with the X-Men. He set up the dynamic between Professor X and Magneto more than just good guy, bad guy. It was two, not antagonists, two protagonists. Protagonists, yeah. And that's, yep. the, that's the distinction he drew to humanise Magneto because let's not forget, he did also introduce the fact that Magneto was in fact Wanda and Pietro's father. Yep. Yeah, true that. True that. So, so yeah. Tad got, you know, one vote and five minutes of our lives we'll never get back. Thank you for that, Tad. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right. I guess it comes down to me. I don't want to. I, I, I haven't done the maths in my head yet, so so I'm, I'm going. Do you want me point. to tell you? Because I have. No, 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 don't yet. Because I don't want to influence my vote. I want it to be purely based on on, on not who I think I should win, but who I want to vote for. So, 
Well, not what I think about. I can't about Barbies, but yeah. Okay. So, what, what I love, what I what I love about about everyone's choice, you know, is is that they they they're all born of some some motivation, you know, whether it's uh, you know uh, a childhood um, experience, whether it's it's um, some sort of um, uh, Yep, social engineering, <laughs> social engineering uh, uh, stories, stories that really delve into relationships like like Loki's and reptiles does, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or, or the pure animalistic uh, motivation to we, kill. We all have a cunt brother. <laughs> all right. Yes, 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 we do. The reptile, the reptile yeah. does this. Come on, Ben Baston. Yeah. Mortal Kombat yeah. kicks in. But the one I think that probably, you know, that probably adds to the most, I mean, um, social commentary, I think, and I think will be my choice tonight, would be... Is the one that you remember the name of? Yes, Magneto. I think Magneto. Uh, Just because... Because uh, it's it's like life imitating art, really, isn't it? That that people end up in the positions and need the, uh, I guess the the political opinions or the ideologies that they have because they're born of their experience in life, and that's really what um, what Magneto's about, I think. And you know, they talk about victor, you know uh, history being written by the victors. You, you look at our history and stuff like that, and. Um, you know, it's a real story. Extreme experiences forge extreme opinions and extreme ideologies, don't they? You know? I'll give you yeah. back my point if you stop talking now. Uh, no, no, it's a fair call. It's a fair call. And, uh, um, yeah. So, you know, you, we're all talking about circle jerks here. It's mm. actually just one big bukagi over one person. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. putting that out there. Yeah. Queensland yeah. just yeah. got uninvited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had the yeah. AFL. They've got. Oh, I, and guess what? I'm, I'm going to the AFL Grand Final too. By the way. Oh, uh, show you. Yeah. Look, yeah. this this banker because nobody else in Queensland is a whole lot of deposits. Is wearing a whole face full of yo play at this stage, isn't he? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> That's good, but, though. Do you know what? Essentially, he gets, that means... he, gets, he, gets the, uh, he gets the memorial uh, Aqua Barbie trophy for this, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, he does. Anyway, uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to say congratulations, Michael, because uh, I think you embraced the challenge quite well. I struggled with the idea of antagonist, which is why I just went for the big fucking shark today. Big fucking shark. I actually impressive. think that you win, Murray. Like, like yeah, I know. You already lost, Murray. Stop like, sucking up. This will continue into the next yep. episode. Yeah, yeah. Mayor Culpa, well done. Do you know what this sets? This, this sets the stage pretty well because now Queensland's got a point. New South Wales has a point, and old Murray in Republic of Western yeah. Australia's got a point. So yeah. it's I'd not like too to bad. We need to get Sam a win so that only yeah. some Victorians that are behind. Yeah, because Victoria doesn't need to win, you can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys wait until I come out with Barbie issue one for whatever categories. <laughs> Barbie and the Rockers, please. <laughs> you know what? I, will, I will check the Gamma Ray backlog. <laughs> and send them put it on my tab and send them all to Ben Baskin G <laughs> probably is Ben's voting and when he sees Barbie he'll be like oh, oh no, no, no that's it, no, that's <laughs> it. All right. but well played everyone I think yeah. everyone 
um, Bar Murray bought a really good game today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes, Dan, it's not about who bought the best game, it's about who bought the entertainment to this freaking podcast. And you know what? I'm sick of being the only guy that brings the entertainment. I provided the Barbie, all right? <laughs> cool. I'm all right, guys. Nice. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining. <laughs> Fun as always. <laughs> as always. Yeah. Ted, like Ted appreciate you joining, man. I can't believe Thanos. Yeah, thanks, Ted. Yeah. Thanks for coming, Ted. I can't believe it. I just can't believe yeah. it. And that is a wrap. Thanks again for listening. I'm going to leave you guys with Mars by Torrential Thrill. Have a ball. Enjoy. And as always, provide a review, subscribe, follow, and provide us feedback. We love it. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.